Hello and thanks for tuning in. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williams, and this is take three. The first one, I didn't like what I was saying. The second time, my mic was not on. Uh, this time, it looks like everything is running. I'm not a smart man. Every week, we talk parenting, pop culture, and politics, and this week's guest is Renee Rena, host of the Mom Room Podcast. She is a lovely individual who gave me a lot of her time and we had a really fun conversation. So before I throw to that, I got a, just a, a tiny favor, smallest favor. Just, just you know, a little, little thing between friends here. Wherever you're watching or listening to this, it could really help me if you hit subscribe or follow. That's it. I really appreciate it. Uh, if there's like a five-star thumbs up thing, love those. And comments. Ooh, I love comments comments send me all the comments you want uh so that's all the talking i do now now's the interview after after the theme song are you listening damn uh. all right everyone as promised my guest today is renee rena host of the mom room podcast available on youtube and wherever you get your fine podcast be sure to subscribe and follow because i do and I promise it'll bring you some joy and understanding to your life. And Thanks. I say that, Renee, because um, you talk about parenting in such a very honest and real way that um, it does kind of make even the person who feels neglected, like seen. So uh, congrats on two years of it. Two years, by the way, Renee. Amazing. Thank you. I know. Thanks. Two years. Like, what? I, I can't. And two episodes per week. That's crazy. Yeah. I have a hard time with one a week. Yeah. So, well, it's a lot. I find like the guest episodes to be more work than just like my Thursday episodes are just solo. So it's literally just me talking to myself, um, which is kind of, it's easier, less work. Our shows are very similar. When I have a guest, I, I call it a just Joe show when I have to go solo, uh, but it's trying to obtain the guest. This is the hard part. Uh, my first question to you, Renee, is how much coffee do you drink a day? I have about two mugs. So I'll have one mug as soon as I wake up. Um, I try like, okay, so today I woke up at seven. I set my alarm for six, but I woke up at seven. So you know how that happens oh, sometimes. I don't. My kids get me up before six every day. Go ahead. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to bring that up. Yeah, I know. Uh, Store point. Go ahead. But you know why? It's because Milo's still a little bit jet lagged because we were oh, in okay. Vancouver. So he's, I had to wake him up this morning. So, um, so yeah, seven o'clock I woke up, go downstairs, have one mug, like a decent sized mug of black coffee. And then I get Milo ready. We get in the car and then I have the travel mug on the way to daycare and on the way back. So it's like, I don't know how much that is. Like maybe six cups. Like, like if we're talking like measured cups. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It, I say that because, um, from morning to night, you are go, 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 go. Yeah. Um, look on top of being uh, a mother, uh, you've got the the mom room podcast and you're you're basically your personal brand which is sharing life as it goes along and like watching your videos i'm like i'm tired i'm tired watching <laughs> i'm tired watching you sometimes so i'm impressed it's amazing so um like i drink five or six of these a day so i don't okay. even, yeah 
I ha- I'm on my third already. I have. But to. do you drink coffee throughout the day? Yeah, like right before bed, I'll have a cup. Oh my god! See, I can't do that. Once the morning, like once I get back from daycare drop off, I'm on to like athletic greens, and then it's just water. I can't enjoy athletic coffee. Greens? Yeah. What are what? What is athletic greens? It's like. 75 different vitamins and minerals and nutrients in this powder that you mix with water and it makes me feel good about myself okay (laughs) self-care that's cool yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) it's yeah it's great i've been having it for like a few months now and i love it so for those who are unfamiliar with renee um her her content is heavy on motherhood um She'll go into into areas of topic that are uh, let's call them taboo, yeah. not not brought up in polite company at yeah. all times. Uh, the most recent episode is titled "Something in Pubic Hair." What was it again? Oh the- my god, pad toots, <laughs> pad toots, and pubic hair. That's the name of her most recent episode. So, uh, <laughs> and then tomorrow's blushing, to- because it's like, of course, that's the latest episode, like the ra- the most random title. And then tomorrow's about oral oral health, you know. So it's like a wide variety. I think of you, I'm glad you added health, yeah, because I think you would have gotten a different demographic yeah. listening to your show if tomorrow's episode they would have been oral. disappointed. Yeah, yeah. they're like, oh, it's about brushing your teeth and flossing. <laughs> well, forget it. This is, this is weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I, I, I say all that being because your your content's super relatable. Um, and I like the fact that it's got a little bite to it. Um, you know, I heard you say once that like it's not all like sunshine and roses and it's real. And you don't have to make every parenting experience like a positive one. Sometimes yeah. it just sucks. Sometimes it's hard. Um, and with that goes the parental guilt that comes mm-hmm. along with it. Um you know, obviously your show, mom podcast, mom guilt, dads feel guilt too. I assure you, I snap at my kids. I feel terrible afterwards, but it's, it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on mom guilt and how one can overcome it or how one deals with it? Okay. I just want to say dad guilt. I feel like dad guilt is an acute experience. Like okay. you just said. You said, I snap at my kids and then I feel bad. So it's a specific situation that happened and you feel guilt for a short-term amount of time. I feel like mom guilt, which I did not understand, obviously, until I had Milo. Because I feel like mom guilt is talked about almost in like a joke way. Like it's like, oh, haha, mom guilt, haha. And then once I became a mom, I was like, oh my God, it's actually something that is like, it ruins moments that should be enjoyable. So I feel like the difference between dad guilt and mom guilt is that while we also experience those acute um, like moments of guilt, we also have like a chronic guilt. So a working mom, for example, will have this like, underlying guilt that's chronic and nonstop and just like nagging all the time because she works and she feels bad that maybe her child's in daycare or whatever it is. Um, So it's, we have it both ways, um, which sucks. 
and it ruins moments that should be enjoyable. Um, for example, I don't think my husband experiences guilt when it's Saturday afternoon and we put on Spider-Man for Milo to watch, whereas I do. I'm like sitting there like, what can we do? Like, uh, I should be engaging with him. We should be outside. It's sunny outside. Um, whereas my husband can just sit there and enjoy the moment. Um, so yeah, I feel like moms experience this like chronic, never ending guilt. It's always something. Always. I think that's fair. I, I had never thought of it that way. Yeah. And like, for example, like when Milo was around 18 months, he had, he was delayed in speech. Like I was aware just because my friend's a speech language pathologist that he wasn't saying as many words as he should be. So, well, there you go. Now I have this like chronic guilt <laughs> where all day, every day I'm like trying to, you know, do what I should to get him to say words and like teach him. If he's like independent playing in the other room, which is great. No, I'm in the other room trying to make dinner. Like, oh my God, I should be talking to him. I should be like, you know, and trying your, to. And your husband's like, he's fine. Yeah. And yeah. I say that because I'm doing the exact same thing at my house right now. The yes. little one has got uh, speech therapy over <laughs> a stutter and some enunciation of some words. And my wife was very concerned very early on. And I was kind of like, he'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> he'll be it's fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Because at the end of the day, it is fine. And like (laughs) another thing about guilt, mom guilt, it's not rational. Like I was saying about the Spider-Man movie thing, which is, you know, Spider-Man is like the thing in our house right now. It's like guilt. The definition of guilt is like you have done something wrong. And it's like, is it really wrong that we're watching Spider-Man on a Saturday afternoon because it's sunny outside? No. And so my husband has that rational brain where he's like, this is fine. Like we'll go outside tomorrow or we'll go to the park after dinner. But in my mind, I'm like, like we should be doing something else. Like why, you know, like. Is it a need to try and give your child the best life they can or like, where, where's it stemming from? I, I, my theory is like social media, we know way too much than previous generations just because of our access to the internet and social media. And, you know, we read these like research headlines that are just like popping up on. <laughs> well, we don't read the article. We just read like, that. A hundred percent. We just read like the clickbait headline yeah. that's like screen time will destroy your child's brain. And we're like, oh shit. And then we go on with our day. Um, but yeah, my mom, I remember talking about, cause my mom listens to the podcast. She obviously sees all my content and she was like, I don't remember ever having these feelings. And I was like, yeah, because you weren't bombarded constantly with stuff on social media and like the knowledge that we have now, you know, you were just like, ignorance is bliss like going on your way like not questioning what felt right to you in the moment whereas now we question everything well it's because we have unlimited access to information could you Mm -hmm. imagine if you were read something that said something like apples will turn your kid's brain to mush and then you fed your kid an apple yeah you would feel guilty forever i know and it's like it's also like the comparison 
to what other people are doing. Whereas in my mom's generation, I don't even think that was a thing. Like, I don't think she looked at what my aunt was doing with her kids and was like, oh, like you're doing that that way. Like they just didn't, it wasn't a thing. Letting him cry at night. Oh my God. It wasn't a thing. (laughs) Like it wasn't a thing. Everyone just kind of did what felt right. And, and that was it. Like, well, and that's, I mean, the social media is a huge portion of it, I think, because online, you know this, you're in the space, you deal with these people. And I say these people, very derogatory, and I don't care. Um, these people, the, the, the moms who are there, they're, 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 there's like moms who want to display a perfect image and there are dads who do the same thing. I don't want to, you know, we're not going to shit all over moms for 30 minutes. Uh, there are moms who put out this perfect image. And then there are also the other extreme of moms who make it all look like it's the worst decision they ever made in their life. Yeah. Because both are really good for clicks. Mm-hmm. There needs to be, and it's like just like political parties and everything else, there needs to be more nuance. There needs to be more in the middle, which is where, and I will say to your credit, one of the reasons why I asked you to be on the show is I think you find that sweet spot. I think you're pretty funny. You're pretty serious. Um, you know, you talk about how much you love your kids, but at the same time, like. It's hard. It's hard. Exactly it. Um, when it comes to the the perception of other parents, how does that come into your daily life because you're not only a social media mom um you're one that presents someone who as a bit of an authority figure and i know you'll still tell me no i'm not but you (laughs) present yourself that way um because you're willing to help and you're willing to offer advice and things like that so when they start to slide into your dms and things like that what do you do with that information how do you process it i so first of all the people that portray i call it like the hashtag blessed um (laughs) that's what i call them like hashtag Hashtag blessed blessed. parents um prayer hands yeah like i feel like that's like that's their defense mechanism i don't think anybody looks at someone who presents this absolute perfect life and assumes that they don't have the struggles that you and i have It's just they don't like to present that. They don't like to put that out there on social media. And that's fine. Um, But as consumers of social media content, you have to understand that, like, you know, you meet people in life who, even in real life interactions, only present, like, the perfect, like, happy life, like, you know, rose-colored glasses. And that's their defense mechanism. Whereas my defense mechanism is usually humor and taking a difficult situation and kind of making making it funny. Um, that's literally how I got through quarantine with Milo was making difficult situations funny in little TikTok clips. And that's how I got started doing what I do. Um, but yeah, it's it's understanding that not everyone is comfortable presenting struggles that they're going through. And that's fine. Um, When people come into my DMs or they comment, you know, negative things on something that I'm talking about, I think it's a them problem. Like, I really do. Like, and I don't know, I just shared this thing in my stories yesterday. It was this guy talking about how, like, if you're confident 
in what you're doing. And I talk about this all the time with regard to motherhood. If you're confident in your choices, you understand why you're making the choices that you're making. What somebody else says to you is not like, it's just gonna, like, you know that that's not true. Like one person, I, oh my God, I put up this question box on my stories. (laughs) Here we go. <laughs> I put up this. <laughs> I put up this question box on my Instagram stories yesterday, and it was for people to be able to ask anonymous questions. Because mm-hmm. I was like, "Ooh, like let's get into it. What are people going to ask me?" And someone was like, "Do you ever consider keeping Milo home one day a week and just like putting your phone away and actually like interacting with him without complaining. And, you know, it was very like passive aggressive. And I was like, person's a wiener. Yeah. And, They're and, a wiener. and like some people would read that message and it would literally destroy them. But I'm like, first of all, I was like, you would never say that to my husband. Like, can you take a day off work and just keep your son home? Like, that would never be said to my husband ever. (laughs) And I was like, I know our life. Like, I know how much quality time I get with Milo. I know it's quality versus quantity. I know how much he thrives in daycare. This person was making it sound like, and people always do, they like to make it sound like daycare is a negative. And it's not. Like, if you have a good childcare center, that is an opportunity for your child. They got one social skills, how to queue up, I, wait your turn, please, thank yous, all that crap. It's unbelievable. The benefits and just, like, the development that Milo mm-hmm. has had going to daycare. They're able to take direction from someone that's not their parents. They get they build relationships with other adults, like, that are attachment figures, the socialization, the activities they do. The like, exposure I can't to even. different ideas and thoughts and food. Yeah. Like, you know. It's incredible. So, anyways, daycare is an opportunity So, and I know this, like, I know this. So when people come at me with these, you know, things that maybe someone, it would hurt their feelings and they would be like, oh man, like my kid goes to daycare, like I'm a shitty parent. I'm like, no, like I'm just confident in our choices and what we're doing. I know Milo's happy. I'm happy. Um, if Milo was home and not going to daycare, I would be like a shell of a human. I would not be fulfilled. And then what? You have a bunch, you have quantity time with your child, but it's not quality because you're miserable as a human. So yeah, I I don't even know what your question was, but. <laughs> it was a good answer. I don't remember either. It was a good answer though. No, but it was like, how do you overcome? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that, and it's like just being confident in your choices. It was the same thing with switching to formula with milo like i was <gasps> so yeah i know oh no sorry do we have to end the episode yeah now? <laughs> i can't i can't talk to you i didn't realize you were a formula person i'm so sorry yeah but it's it's the same thing i was like i knew our specific situation and i was okay with it and like you you just have to be confident in your choices and then what other people say will just kind of slide off your back and I think because you are a, a public figure, 
you have to be more mentally ready for that. And I think that you do have a certain, you know, your skin's going to get thicker because you've seen it more often. But the poor mom who maybe doesn't realize her profile picture is public (laughs) and somebody comments on that shit. Like, I I get how it it would just add to hashtag mom guilt. Um, (laughs) I can only imagine. You said something about your husband and the idea of like, no one would say that to your husband. I want to jump on that because I think um, there's an element of, you know, dads just getting a participation trophy just for showing up. And a, a quick anecdote from me: I uh, I take my kids to a local school after, um, like, kind of when the day is done around four o'clock. I take them. We play basketball, kick a ball around, whatever. And I do this pretty pretty regularly. And the janitor of the school walked out to me one day and was like, "Hey, just so you know, I see you here every day, and you're doing a great job." And I'm like, "Cool." But part of me was also like, there's no way you've ever said that to a woman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's no, there's no way you've ever walked up to a woman like, hey, you're doing a great job being a mom. Yeah. No way. The participation trophy for dads is just, can you be there once in a while? <laughs> yeah. I know. It's crazy. Um, does your husband get involved? I like I see I've seen him on your social media, but does he get involved in it? Is he does he um, like the additional attention? Does he ever oh, get yeah. dunked on just for being associated with you? No, I think it's so funny. I think people feel bad for him. Like, oh <laughs> my God, her poor husband. Just because of the the nature of the content that I talk about. And then on the flip side, I think a lot of people assume that my content is about our situation. And it's not. Like when I talk about the default parent... Mm-hmm. A lot of people assume like, like, Jesus Christ, like, does her husband do anything? Like, I'm not talking about our situation. I'm talking about in quarantine, I got a feel for what it must feel like to be a stay-at-home mom um, without support, without, you know, because my husband was super busy. He's a physician. He was out of the house. Um, and I had obviously no supports. Like, I was at home with Milo by myself. And so I started to understand how a lot of people probably live their day-to-day life when they don't have a partner that helps out. I shouldn't even say help. Don't say help, Renee. A partner that does their share in the house. Babysit on the weekend? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so I think that's like the two sides of what people think about my husband is like either my content is about him and he's like a piece of shit or just vent about him all day long. Yeah. Or like, Oh my God, her poor husband. Like I, I made that TikTok about what my husband did before our week long trip to Vancouver. And then in the comments, of course, there's people like, well, what the hell did you do? Like you're the child in this situation. I was like, Oh my God. Like, so yeah, it's one or the other, but he likes it. I mean, they're not wrong, Renee. What did you do? I know. I, like, do? I spent a day packing that carry-on bag because that is when you're traveling with a toddler, your carry-on is like so important. Toys, activities, snacks galore, all organized. You know where everything is. iPad jacked with all the favorite shows. So yeah, I did a lot. The and forgive me for not knowing this off the top of my head. How old is Milo? He's gonna be four. Okay. Did you when you when you flew with him? Did you 
bring a uh, like a car seat like a to put into the airplane did you do that no we no. didn't a lot of people do that because it it like you know keeps them in one yeah, yeah. spot we did it's a nightmare oh, oh you did yeah we did that for my uh the time he was about four um and uh it, it it is the most cumbersome thing to bring onto a plane yeah. you could possibly imagine. And then trying to install the fucking thing. Pardon yeah. the language. You're trying to install the fucking It's cramped. Everyone wants to sit. And you're like, excuse me, I need to install my special seat for my yeah. bundle of joy. So I was curious. So you didn't, you didn't opt for it. No. And like he moved around a lot. But for the most part, he was in his seat. And it, I think... It was kind of good that he could move around a lot and he was like on the floor, like grabbing toys and um, he was obsessed with the the seatbelt, taking it in and out. And But yeah, I imagine having the car seat because he was in the middle seat. Then it takes up a lot of your room too. Yeah. Yeah, so. no, it's not fun. I wouldn't, 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 uh, wouldn't recommend. 10 out okay. of 10 would not recommend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good to know, because we were wondering about that. Like, so that's good to know. I also don't think, like, if the plane goes down, I don't know. I know, I know. What's? I know. Okay, sure. I guess it it might help, but this just got really dark. It got real dark. <laughs> Imagine a plane killed your whole family. Oh I my know, god! I know. <laughs> that ties into variables in motherhood that no one considers on your website. Mm-hmm. You you say. One of the things you like to talk about is things that nobody considers. What are, mm. what are some things that no one considers? Okay, so what I mean by that statement, what the the topic of that, I think I wrote a blog post about it before and maybe a TikTok or something. So I don't know if you know this, but... I don't. Moms really, like, mom culture is very judgmental. Um <laughs> I do know that. (laughs) Yes. So a mom, what I meant by that statement and the things that I was talking about. So if a mom looks at another mom, it's like instantly evaluating what that mom is doing. Like evaluating, like, what do I do? Like, do I do that better? Like, what is she feeding her kid? What do I feed my kid? It's like instant evaluation as opposed to looking at the situation with empathy and being like, oh, for example, I see a mom pushing her kid in a stroller and the kid has a bottle of juice. And I'm like, oh, like you're going to give your kid juice. Um, Let's say like years ago before I had Milo, I would have been like, I would never give my kid juice, you know, like uh, just give them water, you know? Sugar. Ah, sugar is so bad. So now as a mom, I would look at that and be like, oh, maybe, you know, her child was dehydrated and that's the only thing they will drink. Maybe they're constipated and they're trying to get as much fluids in them as possible. Maybe like we give Milo juice now because we want to get through the mall without him like bugging us 24, like, Maybe it was a treat for for good behavior. Like it doesn't matter. You you never know. You never know. And so the whole thing about like variables that people don't consider is look at somebody else. And instead of instantly just evaluating and judging what they're doing, being like, wow, their support system 
could be completely different than mine. Their financial situation could be completely different than mine. They're, you know, they didn't get any sleep last night. They don't have a supportive partner at home like I do. They, like, the list is endless. Their mental health could be completely different than mine. Their child's physical health could be, you know, going through something that is difficult and stressful. Their own physical health, like, it's never ending. Um, so yeah, that was the whole thing about considering, like, instead of evaluating, consider, look at it with empathy. Like, what could be going on in their lives that we we don't like to consider that. We look at somebody else and we're like, their situation is exactly like mine and um, they're making choices that I would not make. And so you suck, I'm better. And that's also like a defense mechanism. We look at someone else's situation and we want to boost ourselves. So we're like, oh, I would never give my kid juice. Like, I'm good, you're bad. <laughs> like, and that's exactly what it is. I really want to see you walk up to a mother feeding their kid juice and be like, just so you know, you're bad. I'm good. <laughs> I like the little shimmy at the end. Yeah. <laughs> you're bad. I'm good. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. I can't. I You have way more of them than I do. Look at that. That's yours like natural. Mine looks like Frankenstein trying to yeah, dance. I know. It's because I'm Jesus like, Christ. I'm like a human spaghetti noodle. So I have noticed that based upon your TikToks. You, yeah. Uh, you flow when you do that. You're like exactly. a wacky, wacky inflatable arm tube man. It Oh, that's exactly it. I think we're going to get out on that one. <laughs> Her name is Renee. She's the host of the Mom Room podcast, available on YouTube, 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 uh, YouTube, and wherever you get your fine podcasts. Um, she's a delight, isn't she? And I also want to say a uh, shout out to my friend Steph. She was okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to embarrass her a little bit. Okay. My friend Steph is a huge fan of yours. Oh. Um, and, uh, and she's like, Joe, you know who you should get on your show? And I'm like, who? She's like, do you know Renee, the the Mom Room podcast? And I'm like, I don't know who that is. And she's like, you got to check her out. So I checked you out. And I was like, yeah, she's awesome. Okay, cool. Um, and then I, I waited a little bit. So because I know I, you and I probably get similar things. Like when someone follows you and instantly slides into your DM. And for a woman, it's probably way weirder. But for me, it's like, Ugh, what do you want? You yeah. just followed me and now you're right in my DM. Um but I followed you for a little while. Very calculated move on my part. Then I slid into your DMs and said, hey, I'd love to get you on the show. Here's some people I've interviewed. And you said, sure, I'd love to, which amazing. Anytime someone says yes to me, I'm like, no way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I showed Steph the screenshot and she like freaked out. So she's been looking forward to this conversation. Oh so. my God, that's so... Hi, Steph. That's exciting. You have like a big fan so, in Steph. Aw, thanks. And she's in Toronto? She's in Toronto as well. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. Nice. Thanks. So stuff, I will best. say, with regard to people going into your DMs, it's worse when they you like click on a message and they're asking you for something. They want you to like share something, and they're like, "We love your content so much. We think you'd be great for this." And then I'm like, "Oh!" And I go to their profile, and they're not even following me. <laughs> you know I me mean? because I do like parenting stuff, and you know my content. You know how many times. People just assume I'm a woman when they slide in my DMs. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, we think you'd be great for our jewelry line. I'm like, I don't think your target audience will appreciate <laughs> me wearing your jewelry. I mean, they might, but I don't think they will. That's so, amazing. Uh, Renee, you're the best. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. We'll do it again soon. Yep.
no, I hate that's it. That's the show. Renee Arena. Told you she was lovely. Thank you to Renee for her time. Uh, check out her podcast, The Mom Room Podcast, which I will be a guest on at some point in time in the future. We continued our conversation, and she said, I'd like to get you on. Well, she didn't actually say that. I said, I'm available to be a guest. I kind of hinted that I'd like to be on her show, but without putting her in a op- uh, situation where she's going to feel obligated to get me on. But then she was like, yeah, absolutely, let's do this. So I'm like, cool. So I'm going to be on her show now. Uh, what else do I want to do? I want to thank... Uh, i got to get rid of that image there. That image. I want to thank DeanBlundell.com. DeanBlundell.com, home of Canada's number one podcast network, including yours truly. He's Monday to Friday, three, sometimes four-ish, for a couple hours a day. It's one of the best podcasts in the country. I also blog for them, so head over to DeanBlundell.com if you want to check out some of the crap I write. It's not crap, it's pop culture stuff. Some parenting stuff. Almost like my interests. I try not to stay away from politics on the Dean Blundell website because he's got much smarter people than me to do that. Last but not least, I've got merch. Ooh, do I got merch. Not lots. I've got like four shirts. Zero days without a dad joke. World's okayest dad. Raised by Homer, Peter, Stan, and Bob. And of course, if you want to wear my logo, for some reason, that nerd dad. In this, it's uh, three black shirts and a red shirt, but it's a variety of colors. Check it out. Good quality stuff over the Dean Blundell store. That nerd dad shirts. That's it. Be well. Be safe. We'll talk next week. Thanks for listening. Damn. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance, and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.